When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to the live stream edition of the John Con Report. I am here with Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders. As you can see, we are here to answer your questions. And I guess it's kind of a Tuesday or a therapy Tuesday since they did lose. But really, I think tonight is a lot about a lot about the quarterback. It's a lot about the, uh, Chase Young and his return. So we're going to get to all that, get to your questions. And it's about the playoff chase here, Bram. Two games left. They're still in control. After Sunday, do you, do your, does your thought on them change? I think they need to win this game, <laughs> like whoever the quarterback is. They're playing an AFC opponent. Uh, who's out of the playoff race at home in a must win. So, I I mean, just on that level, I don't care who the quarterback is. I think they need to win that game. So, and then we can talk about week 18 if they get there where it's a win and you're in situation. Yes, and I agree. Like this, the hard part for them is that Deshaun Watson has slowly started, you talk to people in Cleveland, they slowly started to get better. And he does have the ability to run, and he does have he has a a 50-50 big play guy in Donovan Peoples Jones. And I say 50-50 because if you remember Rod Gardner, that's kind of what he is. But he's he's a he's more dynamic. And then you have Amari Cooper. So they do it and they have a good running game. They can't stop the run. So I think that it the matchups bode well for Washington, regardless of who's that quarterback on offense. So we'll see. But Quarterback is a big deal. So who do you let's let's get to that right now because the decision the decision has not been announced. Ron Rivera said he'd announced it Wednesday. Yeah. Ram, is this a big secret? So I want to ask you, why do you think he didn't say it today? I think because he wants to tell the team um first. And I would bet that the players that two players already know. Um that would be a strong sense right but i think he wants to announce it and or tell the team and because they weren't they today they just had some meetings but it just but i think they're gonna have a team meeting tomorrow before practice so so that's when he's gonna announce it i think he wanted to do that um first before then announcing it to everybody else and there's no because they're not practicing they didn't practice today they don't practice till tomorrow i think that's why he waits but my guess is that the players already that two guys already know so I'm like trying to figure out what was the big secret is part of it. He just doesn't want to tell the Browns. Okay, fine. I mean, like that's, that's fine. I don't um, think that's it. Yeah. But then there's the other part, which is, um, I mean, I am assuming they're going to name Carson Wentz starting quarterback this weekend. Right. I, I keep feeling that way. I thought it was 99% that that was the case when he said what he said today, which was he made a very big point. If he wants to talk to some individuals and I think he means outside of the two quarterbacks, um, is he, is this, Okay, is this I'm going because this is this is not a simple decision, I don't think. And I think like I, I read it like this. And maybe tell me if I'm wrong. 
that he wants to talk to some of these players, tell them what he's going to do, why he's going to do it. And I think if you disagree with me, say it now. And if you don't disagree with me, I, we really need a United locker room on this because the last thing I can have all week is because the second this announcement comes in, the locker room is going to open. What we can't have is all the media asking all these questions. And then there's people going, well, I would have preferred this or that wasn't the right choice. And then we have to go to the other people and say, this person said it wasn't the right choice. And so I think they, I think he wants to have a United front. That's what I think. Well, I think that's part of it. And I think, I also think you want to take the temperature of some of the leaders Listen, you got guys like Terry McLaurin and John Allen. They're going, they are very much team first guys. And so I, I don't think I would worry about a divided locker room in this sense. And I, I'm going to, before I answer, go on with that. Justin Check wants to know do you think players have, have a preference, Wentz versus Heineke? Their preference is winning. So whoever is going to do that, listen, we've watched these guys. There's no, the offense doesn't, the offense doesn't score. And, you know, while Taylor Heinke did a really nice job in the first half, they scored seven points, seven. That's that's not like everybody's saying how that was his best half. They scored seven points. They, this is the problem with this offense. They've moved the ball. They scored seven points after they got a lucky interception in the red zone too. Like Right. So like, that's my <laughs> point. And I know that they, they, they were inside the one and they four runs. Well, they're running the ball four times because the passing game hasn't worked in the red zone. So that's, that's why, like, so the prefer the player's preference. I'll say this: like I know early in the year before Wentz got hurt, I remember I had to do a Sports Center hit, and one of the things I remember talking to people about is that while there was still support for Wentz, it was starting to wane because the offense wasn't moving. The offense is now the offense is moving now, but they're not producing, and they've lost. Oh, they're o two and one. So all that help this decision be accepted more than if they had like if they had made this decision four weeks ago bram the player i think that's when you have a, a problem because like hey wait a minute they're win. you know the a player would say hey we're winning why are you changing now well they're not winning and they're not producing and even with the giants game the the, the problem i had with the giants game the second one was they they have a guy who averaged seven yards a carry they have three really good receivers and for 59 like Forget that last touch. I should have counted. We know that was whatever. To that point, they had scored 12 points. That's not going to cut it. So that's what the players will see. And as much as they like Heineke and they respect him, they love the story, I think we all would feel like that. From a player's perspective, they're going to say, you know, they, they will understand because they haven't had success lately. You know, I think like this, this is weird because – um, because how much they have to play for this weekend and next weekend potentially too. And this is why this is awkward and strange. Um, all along, we've been talking about this for weeks. I've seen a path to this happening. Um, this did not come out of the blue. Um, you know, like they were, they were looking for a moment if it occurred to put Wentz in, I don't think they were waiting to yank Heineke, but once he had the two turnovers in the three pay period and, and honestly, the game was, I know it was two possessions, but come on, like the game was essentially salted out. I wasn't surprised they put him in. Um, and, you know, there are a couple things happening here at once. And that's why this is awkward. Like they want to win. So they need to put somebody out there that, you know, that they feel like they're going to win right now. And at the same time, 
they have an incomplete evaluation on the quarterback that they traded two picks for and are paying 28 million and have under contract for the next couple of years with no guaranteed money on the other side, they would be basically committing like a crime against their front office if they didn't put him back out there and get a, you know, try to have an evaluation here. So it's weird to have both of those things happening at the same time, but they are, and they have to make a choice. And frankly, they're just not scoring enough points. They're not converting enough third downs. They're not converting in the red zone. And that may be the same with Wentz. You know, we don't know, but they've got to find out. I mean, like, frankly, they've got to find out and they're going to put the quarterback who is the most likely to be on their roster as the starter or competing to be the starter. They've got to put him out there in high leverage games to find out how he plays within the context of this offense, period. I mean, that that's the way I look at it. At right. No, I think that's I think that's accurate now because Rivera was asked about that on, when we talked to him on Tuesday over Zoom about you know the need to evaluate for going forward. But his thing is like, hey, got two games left. You got to focus on these, and then we'll get to that point. But I do know, and I agree that, with that. But but it, it is part of the it, it, oh, honestly, it's part of the big picture here. Of and he it did, is. maybe he doesn't need to say that, but like of, it is part of the big picture. Of frankly. course it is because they they'd have to pay him twenty six point seven if they carried him in the next year, but they need to know because here's the thing that people, you know, I think everybody needs to remember when he played those first six games, those first two games, they threw the ball out. They are, they need to have a different identity now. Now the question is, will Scott Turner adhere to their new identity when Car if, when, if, and when Carson goes back in and that's now Brian Robinson is a much better runner now than he was then. I mean, he missed the first four games. That's it's a different, offensive um not philosophy but identity so if they adhere so their their thought is if you have that and you put Carson Wentz in there how much more do, does it make them more explosive when they need to throw the ball that's that's the question and so I think you know that's one of the things and plus like you have to remember they traded for him for a reason they had Taylor last year and they had him in the offseason they traded for this guy for a reason they think he's better so and and the other part is and Ron Rivera said it today. They feel like he's healthy. They feel like there was something else maybe bothering bothering him that kind of limited some of that mobility. I mean, I don't think he's going to get the mobility back, but that it was limiting him to some degree in the pocket that they feel like he looks fresher now. So I think you add all that up, then I think it's it's why that if and again, I am assuming that's where um <laughs> that's where Dave Shockey Bram I have the same question. Congrats, man. That's Although I think he said state shirt. I'm not sure what that is. But anyway, so, but I, I think like, I do think it's important to see what he can do. Um, I, I want to get to this one. Raul Reddy asked, um, asked us, how does Ron balancing once with empty yards when essentially the 49ers were leaving checkdowns open and Heineke actually playing well during the game situations? Well, Raul, I, I hope you enjoyed um, Christmas dinner at the Heineke's at that one because I don't think it's quite that simple. And I think, the one thing to keep in mind, I'm just kidding, but because I do think, you know, you wonder about that. The, the 49ers are blitzing him. They blitzed him. The minute he came in, they started blitzing him. And the one thing that, you know, there were definitely some some um, open stuff underneath. Sometimes it was because they're double, they were like focusing on Terry McLaurin on a couple of routes, but they did leave some stuff open underneath. Um, he took them after that. So I do think you have to evaluate everything to your point. Uh, but I also would say, then you also have to evaluate how did he handle the pressure? And there were a couple of times there, there, again, they sent five a decent number of times when Carson was in there. And there were a couple of times that threw some overload blitzes 
where he gets the ball out to the left flat to, to, to Antonio Gibson to go to offset the pressure. And so I think he did that well. I think that's one of the things they liked because it's something he handled better than he did the first time. Now, that, but to your point, Raul, I do think that you have to take that into, into consideration when you're looking at the evaluation um, because, you know, were they playing a more basic defense? What are you going to get for the next two games if you do play him? But again, the offense was not producing in the red zone. That's a huge issue. That is why this team is 7-7-1, seven, seven, and one, a big part of it. As well as they're moving the ball and all that, you have to convert in the red zone. And so if they were, we're not talking about this move. It's There's no move if they are. Right, Bram? Yeah, let me, read you, the That's good. Let me read you this one. Michael, excuse me, what do you mean you don't know if Wentz can do the job or not? He did, and he was a freaking potato. Bram, you forgot the first half of the season. Merry okay. Christmas. All right. Uh, two of their top three scoring outputs came when Wentz was the quarterback. If you go look at the statistics, they are virtually identical with the exception of Wentz took a few more sacks in a couple less appearances. And, but the completion percentage, the yards, he actually threw for more yards again, which isn't a surprise because they were throwing the ball more in the beginning of the season anyway. Can't um, do that now. Yeah. My point is this. I don't know how you have a full evaluation on somebody after five and a half games. I really don't, especially when you've given up what you've given up there. And I, I think they have to do diligence here and anyone who has decided they've written him off after the first five games, I don't think is being fair to the situation. I think you have to give him a fuller evaluation and it's important because we're going to go into the same. Here's what I do not want to see them do. Cause if, if I followed what you just basically said, which is cut him, um, exactly who is the backup plan? Are we going full Ursay here that we're just going to cut them and that we'll figure it out with whoever else we're going to get? Because I'd like to hear your answer to that because here's what I know about him. This is a professional starting quarterback. I don't think he's had a full opportunity to show what he can do. I didn't disagree with the decision to keep Heineke in when they were winning. It was the right thing to do. Now that they are not winning, I think it's important for them to give some consideration to the here and now and the future all at the same time. And frankly, they're not scoring a lot of points. And listen, anybody who follows this podcast or listens to my show or heard me call the games knows I love Heineke. I'm his biggest fan. Like I'm the head of the fan club there, you know, but it is time to do what's right for the organization and what's right for the organization right now is to play Wentz and find out, can he lead them to the playoffs? Can they score more points? Can they convert more third downs? Can they convert more in the red zone? Can they get to the playoffs? And then and then eventually make a choice of what they're going to do next year, which is, John, you brought up his contract, which is 20-some million next year. It is ripe to be restructured so that they can limit his cap exposure significantly Correct. and so they are actually in a very good contractual position with him if they believe that he is going to be the guy for them they can restructure with him they can limit his cap exposure they can use that money then to re-sign Deron Payne get some help on the offensive line maybe at linebacker all the things that we're going to talk about you know over the next month or two but like they got to find out first is he the guy worth doing that with? And if they right. don't, I want to know what plan B is because I saw a weird interview with Jim Irsay trying to explain himself last night for all the things he's done. And if I listen to your advice of, we saw five games and that's enough for me. Oh, great. I guess we don't have a quarterback on this team. Great. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And Todd, Todd Labor said, and I put his up here, he goes, I think it's Taylor Heineke personally. I don't know. I think that obviously he's just guessing. Um, which is great. And then he says, the guy's like in the locker room. He has that presence, that respect for the players around him. Agreed. And that's part of the reason why I think Rivera is open to hearing out some people's opinions on this because he doesn't want any kind of non-unified voice, even though there will be clearly differences of opinions in the locker room. Like, of course there are going to be. And I don't blame them for having a difference of opinion here, but he needs to have a unified voice that we're all on the same page here. So I get the... I don't know what's going on, but my sense is he's going to tell them he wants Wentz to start, and this is the reason why, and I want to explain it to you. And then if you want to tell me back why I'm making a mistake, I will hear you out on that. But if you don't want to tell me I'm making a mistake, I just want to have a unified voice here. That's it, period. Correct. And based on what I know, I would be really surprised if it's Heineke. And it just it – just, Everything points to to Carson. They do want to see him. They do know that the offense is struggling in the red zone. They do not pin all the issues on him. Um, I don't think you can. I think somebody else brought up protection. I think the the pocket is just not good enough. They've got to improve there, and that's that's an off season. That's an off topic. But it will be just like last off season when we talked about this and Bram hammered it home with needing to improve the O line. That will be a topic, but they can't do anything about that now. So. What you know, so you're left with a couple guys like one of the problems that they know that Heineke has in the red zone is they don't feel like he can always see over the line. And I think that's something that if Wentz can do that, does he take more sacks? Is he going to hold on the ball more? He he did in the first part. So is that going to be him better? It has to be. Now, what they're hoping will be that he knows the offense better, that he be, you know, from from when he was out to now, that he had more chance. Yet you kind of forget that this is his first time in this offense. And you've seen all these veteran quarterbacks struggle when they go to a new offense after being in one system for that long. I'm not making an excuse for him. It's why they feel like he would be better this time around. Where you, where the danger is that Scott Turner cannot just go back and say, I've got this strong arm quarterback. I've got these three receivers. Let's just start flinging the ball again because that is not how they're going to win. They've got to be, and Bram, you bring this up too when we talk, you know, run first, the heavy run first with Brian Robinson. The next two teams do not defend the run well and then play action. Neither team defends the play action very well in terms of yards allowed per pass attempt. That's what they can do well. And if they stick to that, then I think they have a chance to help Wentz have more success this time around. Um, okay. So, right. I agree. Like, here, here's what I saw last year when I watched. Thanks, and for, and thanks for the me, question, Todd. Trust me. Trust me. Like, uh, like trust me. Like, I had reservations about the signing and the trade in the first place. I, yes, I really did. did. Like, I totally did. I, I didn't, there were a lot of reservations. We talked a lot about it. You can go back and listen to archives of this in the summer where we talked ad nauseum about it after they did it. And I landed on this part of it, which is, listen, he is, um, he is, he is really exceptional at a couple of things. I mean, it starts with, he's a high level ceiling athlete. Number one, 
got the type of arm that they're looking for. And if you rewatched what happened in Indianapolis and when they did go nine and three or whatever that run was in the middle of the season, they went as a run first run heavy offense that led towards Jonathan Taylor being the leading rusher in the league and what he was really good at. And what he, if, when I, God, when I was talking about him in the spring and the summer, I went, okay, one, do we have to rebuild his confidence? I'm not sure. Right. But here's what I see with him too. Like he does make quick decisions at the line and most of them are actually pretty good. It's the slow developing plays that are a problem for him. One, he seems to be reluctant to get rid of the ball in time and in, in form. And like, so that's, that's problematic. Right. Secondarily, like anything that is kind of slow developing, we're, we're wondering where, where's the decision-making, where's the ball going to go and where's the accuracy. However, when you get him into a situation where he's making a quick decision or it's off of play action, his ball fakes are exceptional. His intermediate passing can be exceptional, right? Like, so if you get him in the structure that we're talking about, this is where potentially he could thrive and he could provide the type of downfield passing plays that they were talking about in the first place. When they, when they started the season and kind of played offense the way they did, I remember in the summer going, not sure if we got to rebuild his confidence, but that's a possibility here. So let's think about that a little bit too. Like, and they said this, and I thought it was the best way to put it. Give him some layups, like get the ball out of his hands fast, put it in the hands of these skill position players. Let's see if McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson, Gibson, whoever else, Robinson, if he was playing, like, let's see if they can make some plays for on his behalf and for the purpose of the offense, because we're going to get really good matchups. We have this crazy set of skill position people right now, but they didn't do that early in the season and they got teed off on and the weakness and vulnerability of this team is the offensive line. It was like they had to learn their lesson. By the middle of the season, when Robinson came back, they suddenly became a run-first offense. And I want to credit Heineke for those first couple of games yes. that they won because the <laughs> pass rush rate was as successful, if not worse, against this offensive line when he came in, but his mobility saved their behind those first yeah. couple of games, and they won because of it. Because here's how I feel about it right now. If Wentz comes back in, and they have some, their offense turns around for some reason, they have some miracle run deep into the playoffs, and let's just say they won a Super Bowl, don't laugh at me. If they did, the first person I'm giving a ring to is Taylor Heineke for saving their hides in the middle of the season. By the middle of it, though, they realized what they had to do. They can't pass protect in a way for either one of them that's good enough. They had to become a run-first offense. They did. They won time of possession, week in and week out. And you know what? Like, if they are to play in this construct of this offense now, that's the strength of Wentz. And that's why I want to see him so badly in an offense like that because you're not asking him to be Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes. You're asking him to do the things he's actually really good at and shown he's really good at. That's why I want to see it. Yeah, and I think that what's, what's important to remember, or again, I can't emphasize enough, they have to keep the same identity. If you can do that, stay ahead of the change, put them in positive situations, unlike Detroit where they kind of came out a certain way and they kept put it, they kept getting behind the change, it was, it was trouble. And this goes to Dave Shockey, says, I think the O-line might actually be worse now than it was beginning of the year. And run blocking, no, that's not the case because they've actually been run blocking pretty well lately. Um, and I think that also – the run blocking also, though, goes to – I think it goes to some of the motion that they use, the jet motion, but also the tight end action as well helps all that. So, But I do think in terms of pass protection, I do – like Bram said, I think Taylor has bailed them out at times. Um, and so I think when, when if, if and when Wentz is back in there, uh, then he's got to do a good job of getting rid of the ball because he – despite them saying that he looks fresher and all that, he's still not getting his legs anymore. So he's going to have to make sure he's getting rid of the ball 
to help the protection because I agree. I, I don't, that pocket just isn't good enough and it has to, but they're not going to solve that now. So the only way they can help themselves is by maintaining this run first identity, putting Wentz or Heineke in good situations in terms of down and distance and then converting. And, and then, you know, I think with, with Wentz, the theory has always been, you can use more of the field. And I know somebody asked about Terry McLaurin, how he would take it. The one thing Terry wants to do is win. And, you know, if I think if he were a selfish player and he says, well, I wasn't clicking with the guy, but that's not how he is. That's not who he is. And the other thing is like Jahan Dotson would welcome it because he's got a good rapport with them. But lately, both those guys have a good rapport with anybody because they're very good receivers. So I don't think that it's going to be an issue. But I will say, Bram, my concern is has how much or my question is, has he improved enough in this offense in the time away? that he can get rid of the ball quicker consistently. And when, to Raul's point earlier about the defenses they're, that they're playing, when Cleveland, Dallas, play the, give them some different looks, is he going to get rid of the ball as quick? Because that's yeah. a key. Yeah, I mean, there's there, listen, this is this is not an easy choice. I, I don't no. envy Rivera on this. It's a really hard choice. And again, I want to reiterate, like, I love Taylor. Like, I'm, yeah, I, I'm a yes. fan. Like I, and, I have, this is not about like choosing between them. That's why I think this is so very, very, very difficult, but I do think for the good of the organization moving forward, they need to make a choice here. And the reality is like Wentz is of a caliber of athlete that plays this game that is going to be better than most. And I know some people just don't want to hear that, but like I, everybody's Christmas table must've been very interesting, you know, this, this past weekend, cause this is all it was. And this was what mine was, you know, over the weekend. I can only imagine what Terry McLaurin's and Curtis Samuels was this weekend with their family members asking them who's going to be the quarterback and having to answer that question for them. Cause it was for me. And like, I just feel like, like this is not easy. If the locker room is seriously going to have a serious revolt about it. And I really, they, won't, they will not, they wouldn't nope. like, then I hear you. We ride or die Haneke because that's the pulse of the team. And I think that's probably the last thing that Rivera wants to check off tomorrow is let me just make sure that if I do this, we're not going to have something explode in the middle of our locker room. Right. And the- I'm not going to have that. And I don't blame him for that. And, but in the end, I do think he is right to do this. And we'll see what the results are, you know, Sunday against Cleveland and, and against Dallas the following week. But I do think for the good of the organization, they need to do this. And my conversations with everybody, because I've been, you know, you've had them, I'm sure too. Eight million people want to weigh in and want to know what you think about it. Like my mine have kind of turned to this. Like, do you think Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback? Do you think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback? Like, I think Wentz at this point in his career kind of falls into this category of players that I think you can win with in the right place, but are not Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like, but it does like you can do a lot worse than him. Go look what's happening in Indianapolis right now. If you make bad decisions about veteran quarterbacks with no plan B, right? So I think they need to have an evaluation here, figure out what they have with him. Then they can make the type of choice. And I think all options are on the table, like, but they need to, they need to, they need to figure out what Wentz is for them if they can over the next two, hopefully more weeks and get to see where they are with him to determine, is this the guy we want to roll with? Or are we going shopping again? And considering they do have him under contract, frankly, like they could do the shopping and make a choice later, you know, like, which I don't, you know, but they can, you know, they can. So they have that kind of going for them right now. And one thing to be clear, you know, about the, how the locker room feels about Taylor Again, this is a production-based league, and the offense just has a bruise. 
if the off if they had beaten the Giants one of those games, if they had produced more in the red zone in those games, we're not having this conversation. We're just not because that's what they've wanted to see. So this is a, and the, so players understand that players see the film, they understand what's going on, and while yes, they like him, I don't think it's I don't think they overstate who he is as a player either. And I would also say it's not like they dislike Carson Wentz. I don't, I have not gotten that sense from that locker room no. at all. Not it's at a all. very, it's a very, the one thing, Bram, and being around this team for as many years as I've been, this is a very mature, and it's funny because the word mature last year, the immature was a thing. I feel like this team is actually mature. And I think a lot of that comes from having leaders like Terry McLaurin and John Allen. And those guys have one mission and it's to win. How can you help us win? That's all they're going to ask. So I think that, you know, knowing that, depending on how Rivera um, sells it to them, then it's like, I think it's going to be like, hey, this guy, we brought this guy here for this. He looks he looks fresher. You know, he looks like he knows the offense better. We, we're not producing the red zone. What are they going to say? It's all that, you know. So, but it is a roll of dice. You got to make it work now. Of course. You got to make it work. It's and the other thing is, like, I know, Brad, I know, like, he has talked. I know this is something that he has thought a lot about for a year, for a while, about, when do you pull a guy? When do you go back to the starter if you're in this situation? He didn't have to do this in Carolina with Cam Newton. He's, but he has, there's something that I know he's talked to people about and something that I know he's thought a lot about. When do you go back to them? Is Taylor Heineke more like a fourth starter in baseball where you get to the sixth inning and he's, he's, you know, he's given up three runs and he's, he hasn't had under pitches. You could go with them longer, but you get him out at the right time and go, then go on because does that last time for the lineup – but the next time, is that the one where you where more more is exposed? That's a thought process here. I think where it's like uh, maybe you know the guy Heineke did what a really good backup should do. He came in and they went five three and one with him as a starter. That's really good. And you know now Wentz had better make this pay off because if he doesn't, then there's going to be a lot of heat for Rivera, and then for, and Wentz will be looking yeah. for a new team. But I mean, like okay, I like this comment, silly goose, who writes. If it doesn't work out, the second guessing Rivera will get will be epic. And I agree. This is why this yes. is so, this is why this is very difficult. One, you were in the playoff race, changed quarterbacks, and lost out on the playoffs. Two, you went to a guy who failed at this time last year. I, I agree with all of that. I mean, that's the really, really, yes. really difficult part of this. I, whole those thing. Are, he's that's right. Part. He's right. And that's where that's where this thing is really unusual. Typically, if you do something like this, you would do it because you're out of the playoff hunt and the results on Sundays don't really matter. And etc. Like this is a very difficult decision to make, and I don't really envy him for it. But you know, did give up two draft picks and a lot of money to bring this guy here. Went on and on and on publicly saying, "This is our guy. You're wanted here. You are. You know, this isn't a one year thing. We're not test running you." Well, he's got to put his money where his mouth is too. And when it is time to go back to him, which is now, go back to him and give him the opportunity, and the chips will fall where they may. And he really, and this is why I think the unified locker room thing is so important. He knows he needs to win this weekend. This is yes. a very difficult decision to make. He knows he needs to win this weekend. His only shot at an over 500 record for the first time since coming here is winning this weekend. He's got to win. And and, my, and I put up Michael Hernandez's comment here. He said, Bram, he's two and seven. First of all, he's two and four as a starter here. Um, he goes, I don't think Taylor Carson is the answer. Maybe I'm football dumb. You're both professionals here, but do you guys think Carson is this franchise future? He was a bust. First of all, we don't know if he's a future. I can't go there at this point. I don't think there's nothing that we've seen that suggests that he is, but they need to find that out. 
And so that's one thing. As a bust, Jamarcus Russell was a bust. Carson Wentz started off, had some really good years. So I would not call him a bust, but I don't think he has certainly had, I think the career has gone a certain way after his injuries. But I would, I, I, again, may, it may just be, it may be semantics definition of a bust. I think Jamarcus Russell's a bust. Ryan Leaf was a bust. Carson Wentz has had a better career than those guys, but he needs to have a better one to keep that job here. Yeah. Well, I, I'll ask the question again. Do you think Derek Carr is a good quarterback? Because majority of his career, he's not played a playoff game. You know, he played one last year. Um, that's it. <laughs> but I would think most people think he's a pretty good quarterback. And if he ended up being available, we ended up getting him. I think we could do a sell job that the, you know, that the, the change in scenery might do him a little bit of good. Well, I think that Wentz falls into this category of, I don't believe that we have a bad quarterback here. I think we need to give him a chance and he needs to have this opportunity. And I really do think that the bottom line is this, and this is something that, you know, I was worried about from the get-go and I hate repeating it over and over, but I think there were mistakes made on personnel on the offensive line that got exacerbated by a lot of injuries that have occurred. Some of them that could have been somewhat foreseen and some of them that obviously couldn't and have gotten in their way of having any kind of cohesive unit whatsoever. And it, and on, on that end, that's the difference between them being the type of offense that they either want to be designed to be, try to be, regardless of who the quarterback is. And that right. really, to me, is the bottom line. Like, and this is why I don't want to blame Heineke for a lot or Wentz no. for a lot, because the offensive line is a vulnerability for them that they are going to have to address in the offseason. I always say, in terms of a lot, like, there's a couple of things. One, one reason I love watching the 49ers is watching Kyle Shanahan's offense. And look at the pockets that get created for Brock Purdy. And just sometimes it's, maybe it's a subtle action of a play where it's like you make the fake and you're going to take two steps to the right, hitch, throw back to the left. He had a big play to Ayuk on that one. Um, I think it was to Ayuk on that one. And it's like, but he designs that so the pocket is pretty good. Now you also have good offensive linemen that helps as well. But I think the pocket design and the way they get to it is very good. And we just don't see that here. And, and I will say, like, even sometimes we're like Heineke's getting rid of the ball, but sometimes he can't step into the throw because the guys are in his lap. So the throw's off, you're not sacked, but the pocket isn't good enough for you. And, you know, and again, sometimes protection comes down to tight ends helping. It comes down to receivers getting to their routes on time. And it comes down to quarterbacks taking the right depth. So it's not always, always on the line, but we've seen what's happened consistently and they need to do a better job with that. Molehead 89 said it could be worse. We could have sold our two to three year soul for Russell Wilson. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That is right. And that's listen. I mean, look at all the guys that are all these veteran quarterbacks that go to a place. They struggle. And, and that one is that one is an epic struggle. So, you know, I think that's a pretty good point. So but I do agree. Anybody who says they need to improve the line, they absolutely do. But they there's nothing they can do about that right now. But they can do something different at quarterback. And I do think it's like it's got to pay off. So let's see what else. Um, all right. All right. Here's another one from Todd. What about playing De'Ami Brown more? I saw him play great against the Tennessee Titans, his first NFL game ever. Well, I hope I'd say I hope you had fun, but it almost was fun. The, the only thing with, with De'Ami, Todd, is that the way Jahan Dotson is playing, who are you taking out for De'Ami? Now, De'Ami goes in a lot when they want a run blocking. He and Cam Sims will go in. He's a very good run blocker. But as far as receiver goes, it's Jahan Dotson, the way he's playing, you're not going to take him out because that kid is really, really good. But I think what's good is that Diami has shown that he has taken another step and he gives you really good depth. 
But I think that's a big part of the reason why he hasn't played a little bit more lately. I like our receivers. I'm not worried. <laughs> I don't think I'm taking Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, or Curtis Samuel off the field, but that's just me. <laughs> right. No, you you can't. I mean, it's just, it's good depth, and that's that's great. Um, you know, but I think uh, that's that's what you what you do. And now, Kalon Meekin says it's a, his opinion. It's a mistake to go back to Carson. He's a statue with no pocket awareness. Where was the short passing game for Heineke? The passing game hasn't changed. Let's come on. They, they're, they're not. I think it's every time a new quarterback goes in, we always hear, why did they call this for quarterback action, quarterback Y? There's a game situation. And in that game, and, and Raul brought it up, like they did give them underneath stuff because they were protecting for some deep stuff, but they were also blitzing. So that stuff was available because that's where when you blitz, that's what's going to be typically that will be free a lot of times. But yeah, so it's not like, you know, they, they've called the short passing game for Heineke too. That's not, it's not like he sat back and just threw 20 yard, throws every time let, let me read this one to you john because I, I think this is an important point if i if you told any washington fan before the start of the season that if we win our final two home games and we'd be in the playoffs they'd take it carson's the better option for that goal all right the last part is subjective and you know i don't know whether he is or he isn't i have we'll a find out. i just i think it's the right thing to do for a lot of reasons you know for a lot of reasons i think it's the right thing to do that said uh do you remember what did you think their record would be at the beginning of the season i thought they'd win nine or ten Correct. So like, I think I publicly said nine and said, I think because it looks like that their schedule is weak ish, Correct. that they might get to 10. Right. Guess what? Right. No, no I, I, I know I, we've, we've gotten a weird circuitous way around to it, but look at their record. It's exactly what I thought they would be. Yeah. I mean, now, and it's funny because you look at it and say, well, if, if situation X had gone differently in this game, this game, this game, this game, they could have a few more wins. Now, conversely, if Chicago gets another seven inches, they have another loss. If Atlanta doesn't have a crazy tip, maybe sure. they got another loss. But but that didn't happen. They didn't and, get a crazy call against Minnesota. They might have come back and won. Right. Like, well, that, and they, it was, like the Tennessee game, they got stopped to the one-yard line. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's, this is every game. Their so margin for error, and I think this is what frustrates me, actually. Like, their margin for error is very, very slim, Right. Okay, so I agree. Like their margin for error is very, very slim. Like I understand that. The problem I have with this is I keep looking at this skill position group and I keep wanting to see just three to seven more points a game on the board because I think they have the type of unit that should do that because it's not, and I'm not here to blame, but because it's not happening, it is just another reason to me why they have to try something different at this moment, which is, Put Carson Wentz back in. He was your starting quarterback to start with anyway. He was the one who was supposed to unlock this and get them into that mid-20s range of scoring. The fact that they have what I, one Pro Bowl receiver, frankly, a guy who could be the offensive rookie of the year, and a third receiver that is frankly maybe the best third receiver on anybody's team in the NFL right now, two good running backs, viable tight ends. I don't know how they're not scoring more than this. And that to me is the frustrating part of this season that they don't put up more production that way. And I'm not blaming any one person. I think the offensive line personally is the root of most of the issues of what we're talking about for a variety of reasons, but it doesn't mean you can't work around it, coach around it, execute around it. They get, they have these, they own time of possession. They're the number one team in time of possession. They can get down the field and then, they can't score. Like, right. it's and frustrating. Me, it is. It's really frustrating. 
to me, and I and I I'm I think it's great that the the time of possession is good, but it's also to me, unless you're converting in the red zone, it doesn't matter because right. 17 to 18, 19 points a game is not going to cut it in this league. Every and game's that's, a heart attack because they can't score more than 17 right. points. And I don't even know, Bram, I don't know what Wentz is going to do. What I know is what they thought of him going into the season. And they thought that it would, you know, it's it, there's a natural progression for any quarterback in a new system. And that's what he's in. And I know that like, they feel like he's healthy now. And I know that they feel like the offense is at a different point now that it can help him. Um, so is he going to be, is he going to lead him to two wins? I don't know. I don't know, but I understand again, we're talking about this as if this is what's going to happen, but I do think we, we both expect that. We don't know for sure, I'm but like Rivera posed it today. Initially, when he first said, I have no decision, I just chalked that up to why tell the Browns on Tuesday? What's the point? Why would you tell them? Like, there's no reason to. But then the way he qualified some of it where I want to talk to some people, clearly he wants to tell them why he's made the decision and listen to, because he made a point of saying, I want to listen a little bit. He wants to hear if there is dissent to his opinion and hear why. Right. So, and, I, and I think, but again, I think this decision was made on that plane ride coming back. I, I just, I don't, I don't think this is one that, that I think that this is a decision that he has thought about for weeks. This is not something new. This is something he's thought about for weeks because he, there was a chance that, that they were going to be facing this situation. So that's why I say, I, but I think the deliberate nature of it is a good thing. I think it's respectful for how other players feel or may feel. I don't think there's going to be a revolt. I've covered I've covered this team a long time where there have been, I mean, it was Heath and Gus. It was, you know, Robert and Kirk, Kirk or Colt. I mean, all those guys. So I don't, I don't think I, there's not like that is not, I don't think there's going to be some divided nature or some divided locker room because of this. So Landry Baldwin says, I think we have good young guards and Paul Sadiq and Cosby need to address both tackle positions and a solid backup center in the draft. All right. So we're switching back to the line, but Landry, I think that's not a bad question. Now there's a couple things. Chris Paul is going to be an interesting guy next year. They really do like him. He's raw, but he's very he's athletic, and I think he blocks with an attitude. So I think that's a good thing. Cosme, I agree with you. I think he to me, I what I would do is move him inside, and then you can then you can find a tackle. So I agree with you there. I think Cornelius Lucas is a good backup swing tackle. He's exactly he's really good in that role. But I think I would get another tackle there and, and do that. I would probably go get a starting center because I don't know with Chase Ruye, that's two injuries in a row in consecutive years, and they're both bad. So I don't know. And Sadiq Charles, I'll be honest. I think this was the year that he had to really assert himself. If you're going to lose a brand sheriff, that's a prime opportunity for a guy like Sadiq Charles. He gets hurt a lot, so I think that's going to be a knock against him. But he did not elevate his play to where it should have been in his third year for the situation he had. That's my opinion. Bram, what do you got any thoughts? I think they need to draft a tackle. Yep. Um, definitively, I think Cosme, I think will be a guard. I think they're going to need a new center, unfortunately, because of that, that one's unfortunate, you know, that's happened to really two years in a row, but I do think they're going to need a new center. Um, you know, if one of these, you know, veterans, either Norwell Turner or something like that as a bridge for them, um, I'll, I'll listen to that. Um, I think, uh, Sadiq should, they had two open guard positions. He didn't ascend to a starting position. I, I find that very telling to me. And then, um, listen, I love Charles Leno. Everybody loves Charles Leno. Um, You know, I I don't think we're going to pretend he's Trent Williams. 
So, you know, I think like the line as a whole needs a lot of work. I do believe, I, I think right now, and this is a long way away from this, and I hate talking about it because the playoffs are on the line, but like I do think there will be a viable discussion of drafting a tackle with the first pick. When it, oh, listen, you know, that was on the table last year, Bram. That was definitely I, I, on the table that's because a, that's going to be a big discussion point is do we take a tackle in the first yeah. round? I and I, and I, I, I'd have, if they took a tackle, put them a right tackle, whatever you want to do, because Leno signed another year, and I think they're fine. They're, I think they'd be fine with him. Yeah, um, Luke is back up tackle if if uh you know if either Turner or Norwell is back mainly as competition but not likely as a starter they are going to need another center and I think Cosme's moving to guard but there's you know and then again this goes back to the Wentz thing if you do do believe he's going to be the right guy for you for better or worse like you do you can restructure with him you can limit his cap exposure and then I would imagine that they are going to end up hitting the market and they're going to be looking for you know, good veteran, somewhat pricey offensive lineman because yeah. there's too many there's too many holes there that have to be filled. So I I do think they're going to be in the market and free agency to probably get a guard or a center or a tackle. That's what I think. So and Cole Anthony says the injury to Larson hurt the momentum the line was having. I agree. To a degree, but I will say I think Wes Schweitzer has been fine at center. I don't think that he's been a big problem there. Um, I think he, I think, but I will I, say this. Larson, they really rather like guard if they bring him back. That'd correct, be but no, 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 no. I agree with you on that, but I'm just talking about right now. I'm not going to pin the issues on Schweitzer, but I do know that that was a that I know Pete, like I know Heineke would tell people that that they they felt like or he felt like that was a was a that he did a lot for them, and yep. and and I think Larson is a very good backup center, so I agree that hurt losing him hurt, but I don't think Schweitzer's been a problem there. All right. Tim Tim Fossey, Fossey wants to know: Does age, does Antonio Gibson sprain impact the ability to execute, um, or can they do it with just Robinson, Williams, and Samuel? Um, I don't. You know, I mean, like, I don't want to limit Gibson. He's gotten lost here in this offense here, like at times, and um, you know, I think like this is a power run attack. Like, I really think that Gibson's best strength for them. Um, really is as more as a receiver in space if they can write some plays up and get him a little bit of space because that's where he's devastating it is so and i you know me about jonathan williams <laughs> i haven't had the right. haven't had the opportunity to talk about him since the summer i love him as like a backup power running back right. that guy runs like he's gonna kill somebody like he's just he does. He is, that guy runs like his hair's on fire like yeah. i like that i liked him from the get-go this summer i was even advocating at the end don't play him in the final preseason game because if anyone sees him they might pick him up if we have to cut him i love that guy yeah, and I think the other thing where it does hurt, though, is he's got more experience in those third down situations. And so I think that's where, you know, you could I would wonder what's the what does it what does it do there? Um, and so I think I think that's where I would be curious how they replace him. But as far as the run game goes, they can still manufacture a run game with Williams and Robinson and then mixing yeah, in Samuel so. with that. But I do wonder about the third down situations, who goes in there um, in that spot? Yeah, I, I think um, I love Gibson, but I think like I think there's plenty of I think there's plenty of room, you and, know, between Samuel and, you know, Robinson can actually catch the ball. I mean, I know they don't throw it to him very often, but he can. It's more about the blocking than the catching. Yeah. yeah. So and Matthew Graham says Schweitzer's low snaps mess up the timing for the quarterback, John. Yep, Matthew, you're right. And that that's a good point. Um, but I still think as a blocker in the run game and all that, I don't think that he's a big problem. I think Larson's better. That's not the point. 
but I, but I don't think that it's fallen apart because Larson isn't there because the only game where they didn't do well was as far as run blocking was last week. And that's as much the Niners have the best run defense as anything, because even against the Giants, they were running the ball. Well, it wasn't about that now, but I think Larson is a better overall center. He's got more experience. That's that he would, that's, that's why they had him as the backup center. So, but yes, the low snaps, not great. Sometimes there's some high snaps too. So don't, don't shortchange the high snaps, but, but yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. Um, Bram, I don't know that we've covered a lot with one topic. I was going to talk a little bit about Chase Young too, but I think we'll save that for, for another time this week because there's so much going on with the quarterback and that is a huge decision. It was good to see Chase Young get out there. I thought he played better than I expected. I will get into that in some other, in a future podcast. I am going to have another one out on Thursday. We will be going over more of whatever the quarterback decision is. Then we can talk about now that it is here, what does it mean? And I'll also get into some Chase Young at that point. So I think that's a big deal and can impact the next two games. Got any last words, Bram? I'm talked out, John. I am too. I am too. And it's, guess what? We got more quarterback talk the rest of the week. And if it doesn't go well on Sunday, there's going to be a lot more next week too. I do think they win this game, but we'll see. I've been wrong many times before. Anyway, that's it from, from me. Thanks to Bram for joining me. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, for all the questions, for the comments. Love your passion. Appreciate your passion. And so I will be back on Thursday morning talking about whatever the quarterback decision is and analyzing what does it mean. I'll talk to you next time.